Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Hey, what's up, 4D Nation? This podcast has been brought to you by NKR, the National Kicking Rankings Platform. It's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction. You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, but this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps. That's NKR underscore camps. Or on Instagram at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out NationalKickingRankings.com. Hey guys, this is Brian Jackson with Fourth Down Experience Podcast along with Christopher Hughesby. We have an awesome one today. We have an NFL veteran long snapper here on the podcast. He's been playing for the Falcons since 2012. He actually played at Auburn and is from Carrollton, Georgia. Let's welcome him to the show, Josh Harris. How are you, sir? Doing great, guys. Appreciate you uh, having me on. Looking forward to uh, to talking to you a little bit. Yeah, what's up, Josh? Welcome to the Fourth Down Experience Podcast. Excited to have you on. Hey, same here. Same here. Yeah, so Josh, let's kind of talk about this. You're from Carrollton, but you went to Auburn. Kind of talk about uh, how all that went down. Yeah, so uh, growing up, my entire, uh, basically my mom's side of the family uh, went to Auburn. Uh, my grandfather played football there back in 1957. He was a freshman on the national championship team uh, that year. And so I did, you know, being, being from Carrollton, you know, obviously there's a lot of Georgia fans and things like that. But um, no hard feelings for anybody that, that went to Georgia. I just had my mind set on Auburn from a young age. and You know, whether I was playing, uh, playing football or not, that was, uh, that was where I wanted to go. And funny, uh, it was actually the only, only school I, uh, I applied to. <laughs> so it, um, that was a dream of mine to go there. And uh, Carrollton is a special place. And um, both have, I have a lot of great memories from both of them. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. There's you know, there's a long history of specialists. You know, we Brian and I got our start with doing camps together at Carrollton High School, your high school, and that's an amazing facility. And I mean, there's a good history of athletes that come out of that area. It, there, there, there really is. There really is. You know, I mean, it's the, the tradition uh, that's there in Carrollton. I mean, the program has been uh, playing some great ball for a very long time. You know, long before I got there. And, uh, you know, they're still continuing to play play ball at a high level. So it's always fun to 
get to go back and experience that. Um, I've had some family members that have uh, that have come through the program as well, and so every uh, every chance I got, I would get to go back and watch them play and still keep up with them. And uh, they uh, they got some good things going on over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the specialist end of things. You know, Tyler Newsom was a guy that kicked and punted Carrollton, and and he came through our camps. Uh, and, and now he's at the NFLPA Bowl as we speak, uh, practicing with them. So that'd be kind of cool if uh, if he ended up, you know, getting a spot as a rookie. And if you all got to play against each other, it'd be kind of cool seeing a couple Carrollton specialists at the, the next level. Yeah, absolutely, I, absolutely. You know, Tyler's had a great career uh, so far, and uh, I know he'll get an opportunity somewhere. And um, you know, hopefully, maybe at some point we could even get a chance to work together. Who knows? That'd be uh, that'd be pretty neat to uh, to kiss from Carrollton. Uh, getting uh, getting to share that experience together, but uh, yeah, Tyler Tyler has done a, a an outstanding job, and uh, best of luck to him at the uh, at the uh, at the bowl this uh, this week too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Josh, what um, were you a position player, turn snapper, and then Oliver? Were you full time snapper? Like, talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, in high school, I played defensive end and a little bit of linebacker, but uh, but I snapped as well, and you know. That was honestly something that I didn't uh, particularly enjoy. Uh, <laughs> I felt like it was uh, taking a lot of uh, a lot of uh, rest away from me sometimes when I was younger, playing both ways and, and things like that. But when I was, I guess it was probably sixth or seventh grade, uh, when he actually started kicking uh, in games, our coach said, "Hey, Josh, you're going to be our snapper." And I remember looking at him, being like, "Great, you know what's that?" <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. And uh, he he's like, "Oh, all you got to do is bend over and throw the ball between your legs to the punter and the, uh, the holder." And he bent over and threw a terrible ball. Like it bounced a few times. I'm thinking to myself, like, God, that can't be. Like, that can't be. You know how how it's supposed to be. But uh, I, I picked it up then. You know, I wasn't very good at it at first, and just kind of kept kept trying at it. And you know, like with anything else, the more I did it, you know, the better I got at it. Um, but I wasn't recruited anywhere. You know, out of out of high school. You know, I wasn't didn't really have. Um, much interest there. Uh, I had some places that, you know, it offered, I guess, some preferred walk-on type deals, um, but nothing major. And But like I had said earlier, Auburn was the place I wanted to go. So I uh, figured, hey, if somebody wants me to walk on, what are, you know, may as well give it a shot at, uh, at walking on there. And um, I had a coach. He was a uh, walk-on quarterback at Georgia. And he had told me that um, he was like, "Hey, man, this is when I graduated high school." He said, "You're uh, you're pretty good at this long snapping thing. You should give that a shot." And I, I remember at first kind of telling him, "I don't want to do that. What are you talking about? If I want to, want to play play ball, you know, I want to play a real position. You know, I didn't I didn't really think that uh, that snapping had any type of future. And so I um, kind of was a little hesitant at first, but I, I finally just decided, you know, what's what if? You know, I didn't want to look back, you know, ten years later and wonder." what if so I figured what's the worst they can say you know no I might as well give it a shot so I uh, ended up walking on that uh that following I guess fall or that following summer of 2007 and uh the rest is history nice so okay so there's a lot of kids I think that are in your position in the college recruiting realm and especially right now uh with the time of year where they maybe have this dream school and they're not really getting recruited so tell Tell the listeners, like, how did that conversation go about? You had your eyes set on Auburn or Bust, it almost seems like. How did you go about getting their attention, trying to get that walk-on? Did you do an open tryout? Like, how did, how did that process work? Yeah, you know, for me, um, I guess it was a little different than, than what I've seen, you know, recently with, with guys. And, you know, I guess really just 
social media and being able to get things out there and really, you know, camps and the exposure that a lot of these camps are offering now. Um, I mean, they were around. Um, I didn't go to any of them, but I was just an open tryout guy. I mean, I got the date. It was the morning the classes started um, that uh, in August. And so I just I showed up, you know, ready to go with, you know, 200 other kids and uh, snapped a few balls. And that was uh, that was basically my tryout. You know, that was the only the only real, you know, recruiting or anything, you know, or anything that has, has to do with recruiting. I didn't really experience a whole lot of that. I just kind of said, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket for, uh, for a shot and get my best, uh, give it my best effort and see what happens, you know. And if it didn't work out, you know, it wasn't like, I, like I said earlier, you know, I wasn't this highly recruited guy, you know, this, that, and the other. I thought my playing day, my football days were over, you know, when I graduated high school. So, if I got an opportunity, even if it was just one more time at a tryout to get to, to get to put the cleats on, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Nice. Um, so I'm from Alabama. I actually live in Dothan, which is about two and a half hours south. Of yeah, I know where Dothan is. Nice. Um, and uh, I had reached out to Cody Parkey um, at the end of his career. Just was like, you know, hey, man, uh, down in Dothan, I do camps, you know, near the game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I know you work with Jamie and, and all that's great, you know, but I can provide you some exposure on my end, you know, would you want to work out? And we did. We actually did like a, a little tune up lesson and like a little video exposure film before he went to the senior bowl. Um, and he was such a good dude. Uh, what, was that a guy that you played with and snapped for? Yeah, yeah. Cody, Cody's an awesome guy, a good friend of mine. You know, I got a chance to play with him for a couple years at, uh, at Auburn. And uh, just just a great guy and a great talent. I mean, golly, the guy's got a huge leg. You know, he's uh, he's been doing it at a high level for uh, for the last few years now. And so, um, wishing him nothing but the best and continued success. Nice. Were, um, were there were there any other kickers or punters that overlapped? Like, who all did you snap to in your career that kicked and punted? Yeah. Um, at all. Ryan, Ryan Shoemaker was my punter uh, the, my first year that I that I played, and Wes Byram was the kicker. Uh, and, then, and then Cody came in, and uh, Stephen Clark was also a punter. Uh, my nice. Year there. So Stephen spent a little time uh, with the Raiders, I think. Um, and we, we all stay in touch, you know, to this day. So that's a uh, close relationship. That's cool. Was West the one that did the Gator Chop and down in Florida? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, sna- so you snapped that game winner? Well, no. I, see, I, I was a freshman. I was a freshman okay. that year. Um, that was 2007. So uh, that that was the year that I had walked on, and they redshirted me. Um, I actually didn't even get called onto the team until uh, until halfway through that season. Um, after the walk after the walk on tryout, they told us, you know, we'll call you if you made it. And uh, okay. I never, I never, so I never got a call, right? So I'm thinking, all right, whatever. You know, it didn't work out. I gave it a shot, and uh, you know, I ended up rushing a fraternity. I joined ROTC. Um, you know, that was going to be the way that I was going to plug in you know, on campus and things like that. And uh, halfway through that freshman year, uh, one of the coaches called me and he's like, hey, Josh, this is, uh, you know, this is Coach so-and-so with Auburn. Just uh, just wondering if, uh, if you had been snapping. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, I haven't touched a football in months. Like, I have no idea. But, of course, I just said, yeah, absolutely, Coach. Been snapping. Been waiting on this call for weeks, you know. And he's like, well, great. You know, we're going to go ahead and bring you out. And so I went and grabbed one of my buddies uh, when you bought a couple of footballs and went out to the intramural fields and snapped for like five hours to make sure I could still do it. And, uh, I, you know, it, it worked. So it is nice just to, to be able to just pick it up and like, like you never left off, maybe a little rusty, but still be able to do it. 
<laughs> well, if you if you listen in there, you know, five hours. That was a long. That was a long session. You know, the first couple balls that I threw, it was uh, it was yeah. rough. But uh, yeah, still you know, one day, you know. Right. No, absolutely, absolutely. It was uh, it was a good experience for sure. And it's nice though that um, that that high school guys and JUCO guys can hear the story because you were at the school. You know, you gave it a chance. You know. Sounding like even ROTC, you probably were like, all right, well, I guess football days are over possibly here. And then next thing you know, shoot, you're playing, you're playing, and then you're you're in that you're in the NFL. So lesson learned to everyone that's listening here is, you know, don't don't give up. You never know what can happen in the future. So what was it like, like actually putting on the Auburn gear? Was it surreal? When did it hit you? Like, wow, I'm actually on the team. Real was is a very good uh, is a very good word to uh, to describe it. I remember calling one of my buddies and I said, "Man, you're never gonna believe this." They gave me a practice jersey. They gave me a helmet. Like I fooled somebody enough to where they've actually like let me in the building. You know, and they're letting me uh, let me go out there uh, to practice. But you know, like I said, that year I redshirted, so I didn't you know I didn't play or anything like that. Um, most of the games, honestly, I, like I wouldn't even be on the travel squad or anything. So, you know, I watched a lot of the games from the stands, which was kind of an interesting perspective. I got to see game day from, you know, the student side and then later on as the uh, as a player. Um, but the first time it really hit me, I guess, was that year um, we played in the Chick-fil-A Bowl uh, against Clemson on New Year's Eve. And they let me, they gave me the option. They're like, Josh, you know, obviously you're coming, but, if you dress out, that's up to you. And I remember thinking, I may not get another opportunity, to, you know, to do this. Who knows, you know, what's going to happen. You know, I feel like I've, you know, kind of gotten here by chance anyways. Let me just make the most of this. So, I, you know, I told him I wanted to dress out. And so getting to run out during the uh, during the, that Chick-fil-A Bowl for the first time and, and, you know, in the uniform with that logo on the side of my helmet, that was uh, that was the first time that really hit me. That's awesome. What's it, what's it feel like to be a BCS champion in 2010, like, How's that feel? Oh man, that was uh, that was awesome. That was a uh, that was a great year. Um, we had a, a special group that uh, in that locker room that um, you know we all just played for each other, and we had a coach that loved us, and uh, you know we really just focused on getting better each day, and just kind of knowing if we kept on that progression where it could take us. And then, I mean, obviously as, as you know as specialists here, I got us you know to end it on a game winning field goal national championship. I mean, you can't don't get much better than that. So. That was uh, that was pretty sweet. Nice. Right, so you ripped up some pretty solid accolades, and we, we fast forward to the the draft and free agent process. Uh, and you know, when we say UDFA, uh, we know what that means, but to the layperson, they may not. So, kind of talk about that transition um, from college to pro. Yeah. So, I, it was a very similar situation I found from high school to college as it was, you know, from college to the NFL for me. You know, I felt like my playing days were over at the conclusion of each one of those, you know, parts of my career. Um, and it was funny, one day I was sitting there, and uh, this was after our, my senior year, and I got a call from, uh, from an agent, and he was like, hey, Josh, you know, this is this is Brooks Henderson, um, and I just, you know, was calling to introduce myself, and just wanted to, uh, to let you know that you're the number one ranked snapper coming out college this year. And I remember thinking, I mean, like, huh? Because I had no idea, like, that there were these rankings or anything like that, you know. So I'm thinking to myself, who is ranking long snappers? Like, who, who, what is, what is this? You know, how, how did they do this? And uh, so 
I, you know, I looked it up online. I'm like, well, sure enough. All right, that's cool. You know, it, it was just, well, maybe maybe there is a chance. You know, let's, uh, you know, I got my degree in political science. Uh, law school was um, really what I was gearing up for. Um, that was kind of my plan. Because, um, I, like I said, I, I thought football was, was pretty much over. And so when I got this that opportunity, when he called me, that kind of started to open some doors, and uh, I got invited to the Senior Bowl and also the Combine, and that's kind of when um, I was like, wow, you know, I really have a, a tremendous opportunity here in front of me. I'm just going to go ahead and put, you know, the, the law school stuff, I'll put that aside, and uh, I'm just going to put all my all my eggs in the, football, in the football basket right now because i got to make the most of this opportunity right now because I don't know, you know, if I'll ever get another one like it. You know, so that's uh, that was really the mentality that I had going in. Wow. So, okay. So you gave it a shot. What? So what is that bowl game like? Because obviously, right now that's happening. What? What's? What's the senior bowl type thing like as an athlete? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty stressful, but it's fun at the same time. I mean, um, you're there for the first time. You're you're really you know head to head with you know other top talent around the league. And obviously, as a snapper, like I'm changing my technique from uh, you know a college spread formation punt to now pro style punt and so that was kind of you know my proving ground and being able to show you know the the coaches the scouts things like that that you know that I could protect after the snap you know I feel like there's a lot of emphasis put on uh you know the snap itself how fast it is things like that but protection is is huge and you know if you can't protect it doesn't matter how uh how great the snap is because if you can't block the guy coming in the a gap then uh then the punter's never going to get it off anyway so I, that was really what I had worked on and so I felt like that was my opportunity to be able to show that and uh, you know they say the week leading up to that game is really the more, the more important aspect than the game itself um, because during the week there's more teams more scouts more eyes you know on you um, evaluating you know you what your abilities you know being able to interact with you in the game is just kind of you know, more or less, you know, the celebration of the of the week, a culmination of the week at, at the end. But uh, but it was fun. I mean, to get to participate in that, you know, that's something. I think that year there were only two guys, maybe from uh, from Auburn, that were uh, that were on, that were at the Senior Bowl. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, I got to be a captain during that game, and uh, it was really neat. So I mean, Josh, you're there uh, talking about the the most important part of it is are those three or four days. Uh, leading up to the Senior Bowl game, you're trying to show your abilities to, to rise your stock. Um, you're 6'1", 225, at least that's what it's listed here. Uh, that's Obviously, it's not short by any means. Um, but, you know, when you, when you hear the stereotype, and the, the prototypical snapper should be 6'3", 6'4", 245, 250. Like, did you have any concerns about being 6'1"? Did anyone say anything so- after that to you? Well, so nobody really ever said anything to me about my height, but my weight was a concern, right? So college, I, mean, I was never, I was never really trying to gain weight or trying to lose weight. It just, you know, it it just is what it, you know, it was what it was. You know, whatever I weighed is what I weighed. Um, but when I graduated, I was told, listen, two fifty is the number you need to be at. And I remember thinking, golly, you know, that's thirty pounds. But hey, listen, if I'm going to get cut, I want to get cut because I'm not good enough. You know, because they don't think I can do the job, not because I don't weigh enough. You know, I, I can, I can really handle how much I weigh. So I just, you know, I called it my seafood diet. You know, seafood, eat food, and uh, <laughs> I felt, felt kind of sloppy. You know, at, at the time, but hey, 
when I weighed in at the Senior Bowl and at the Combine, I weighed 250 pounds. And uh, I, I do not weigh 250 anymore. Now I'm, I'm around, you know, 235. Uh, sometimes, you know, hover more around 240 during the season. But, um, yeah, the, the 225 number is uh, is a little light for sure. I'm glad I uh, was able to put on a few times. So do you think the biggest part there, I mean, we're kicking coaches, you know, we work with snappers here and there. Um, do you think the biggest part there is to, is to help on the, the line of scrimmage for field goal unit? Yeah, I mean, I would say that. I mean, just being just being able to hold your own in general. I mean, whether it's field goal protection or in punt protection. I mean, you turn on any game uh, in the NFL each Sunday, and you know, typically the guys that they have rushing their gaps on on the punt team, you know, they're not DBs. You know, they're defense, they're defensive ends, they're linebackers. You know, they're bigger bigger guys that you know you, you've got to be able to to measure up. At, at, you know, to some degree, I mean, am, am I am I the fastest guy on that on that field? Absolutely not. But I know that you know if I continue to work my technique and have you know a little bit of mass behind you know what I'm doing, that that's going to give me a you know a better chance of uh, being able to do my job. Right. So what what are you um, as far as snapping wise? Are you a, a look back snapper or a no look snapper? And what, what would you and what would you coach? <laughs> what would, how would you coach a sixteen year old or seventeen year old? You know. You know. I honestly think that uh, if I had to go back and start from scratch and uh, and pick one way or the other, I would probably keep no looking, um, just because it helps in protection. Now, um, I still look. That's just because that's how I've always done it. Um, and actually, a few years ago, um, I gave the no look a uh, a shot. I did a whole training camp in like the first two or three games of the regular season, not looking and. We were, uh, who were playing? Uh, we were playing the Rams at home. Um, I think this was like 2013, and uh, I mean, I almost snapped one through that day. It's like it was so high, and it didn't feel any different to me than you know the hundred that I had thrown during pregame that hit Bosher in the stomach. And at that moment, I just went, you know what? I'm going back to looking. I said, if I'm if I uh, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down. You know, swinging and doing what uh, what I what I know I can uh, I can do you know better at that time. So um, I think there's pros and cons to each each side. I think you know it's a personal preference. But uh, if I if I could go back and, and relearn it, I would probably not look just because it makes blocking and recovery after the snap uh, a lot easier. Yeah, that's great feedback. You know, just to hear the pros and cons of both because I think it's you know you've been around the game. You know, you've 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 talked to snapping coaches. I'm sure. I mean. Everybody's got their preference in why, and it's great to hear it from, like, a guy who's going through it as to kind of what worked and what helps you. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of superstition in it a little bit, too, you know, like what's, what's what got you there type of thing. Um, so you've been in the league for, what, seven years now? Um, yeah, seven years. You know, what's interesting here is, you know, Matt Bryant was one of our very first ever interviews uh, on our podcast. It actually really kind of gave us a good little boost, to, you know, to have somebody that you know, that veteran status. But from a that's playing awesome. perspective, awesome. what what has Matt taught you about being a professional? I mean, Matt and really uh, his wife, Melissa, um, have been invaluable um, for me and, and my wife. I mean, just being the established veteran kicker, um, you know, in the league when, he, when, when I first came in and uh, really having him to learn from and to, you know, take criticism from, and to just be able to see how you're supposed to carry yourself, you know, whether it's 
you know, in the facility, in the community, you know, during the off season, whatever it is, you know, he uh, obviously has done his job at an extremely high level for such a long time. And, um, you know, he, he knows he, he's doing something right. You know, so if there was, there was a, um, you know, it was, a, it was very good to have him and his wife for, you know, for us to be able to learn from, to be able to see, you know, to make that transition from, you know, collegiate, collegiate athletics to, you know, to being a professional, because, you know, it's, it's a lot different, you know, it, it's no longer an extracurricular activity, you know, it's your career and it's how you put food on the table. And, uh, you know, he's got seven kids, so he, uh, he he's motivated to, uh, to make those kicks and I'm motivated to make sure that, uh, that he's able to do that. And uh, I think that's really how we've all, uh, you know, me, him and Bosher, uh, is, you know, as well, you know, have really been able to, uh, to work well together because we know we're providing for each other. You know, I can't work without them and they can't work without me. And we all have a mutual respect for that. And we all get along great, but. Bryant is uh, has been a heck of a role model and a heck of a, uh, a leader and uh, somebody that um, I'll always be grateful for, um, you know, for teaching me, you know, how to make it in this league. Yeah, I mean, just looking at uh, even like NFL films, documentaries, and seeing when they when they were on Bosher and, and kind of seeing the interaction between three, it looks like the um, the the vibes are really good between you guys. Uh, let, let's let's rewind here real quick though. You, you did Senior Bowl. And then talk about the draft situation. You said it was kind of comparable to your transition from high school to college. But tell us about that. Yeah, so after uh, after the Senior Bowl, uh, I then went to the Combine. And uh, I didn't have, like, I mean, I snapped well. Um, the only thing I did was run the 40. And my agent was like, are you going to break five seconds? And I said, yeah. He goes, all right, good. Then, you know, go, go run the 40. Um, you know, I think I ran, like, a four nine or so I don't know what it was but I left and I was still kind of I guess online you could see like oh you know a snapper is going to get drafted that it'll probably be me and I remember thinking that was super cool right it's like oh my goodness I can't believe there's a chance that I could be drafted I mean a kid from Carrollton Georgia who never thought he'd have a chance to uh, to play past uh, past those high school days but uh, the draft came and my agent had told me that you know, obviously, you, you want to find a spot that's looking to actually make a change, right? So, you know, teams bring guys in for camps and things like that. But, you know, I wanted a, a shot to actually, you know, make a team. And Atlanta happened to be a team that uh, had an older, you know, veteran snapper that was potentially looking to make a, a change. And, I mean, growing up 45 minutes from uh, from the Georgia Dome, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a Falcons fan. I grew up a Falcons fan, so that was, uh, that was lining up to be a, a good fit. And uh, the day the draft came, the, the first day, you know, first round, my dad looks at me. He's like, so uh, what do you want to do for the draft? I'm like, Dad, are you kidding me? It's the first round. I was like, let's go play golf. <laughs> play golf. Uh, and, I, you know, I was trying to explain to him how, how it was going to work. And uh, The third, I guess it was the third day of the draft, last day, uh, the Falcons called. And they said, and they had two seventh-round picks. And they said, hey, if you're still there, uh, when we get there, uh, we're going to take you. And I just remember thinking, Man, this is a dream come true. Like this is just such an incredible opportunity. Like God has has blessed me so you know immeasurably. I can't I can't wait for this. And uh, I'm sitting there waiting for to see my name, you know, go across the bottom line. And uh, it didn't. There was another guy. And I remember thinking, Wow, all right, you know, that's kind of messed up. But we'll see what happens. I mean, five minutes later, Atlanta calls and they wanted to sign me to a uh, undrafted free agent deal, which uh, you know. More or less, the way I looked at it and the way I said was, you know, comparable to, you know, my col- the beginning of my college career was, 
that undrafted free agent deal was more or less a walk-on tryout. You know, I had a, I had an opportunity to go out there for a few days uh, and show them what I could do. And if it was good enough, it was. And if it wasn't, you know, it, it, I was going to be going home. So that was uh, that was the way I looked at it, and that was the way I approached it. You're like a true story of like a grinder, you know, and just things working. You just worked hard for it. He wasn't just given to you, and I mean that's awesome. So, so did I see here. So you got an opportunity. You did you play in a Super Bowl while you were with the Falcons, or did you? Did we just miss the Super Bowl at that point? <laughs> no, I, I was there. Yeah. I was there. Yep. So what was the Super Bowl experience like? You know, it was uh, it was really cool. I mean, I guess I, I can I can say that now. Um, obviously, the outcome wasn't wasn't the same. <laughs> you know, the outcome was not cool at all. But uh, the the experience of getting to play, you know, on that stage, um, what was was really neat. You know, and to be able to uh, to reach the uh, the highest, you know, the pinnacle of your sport, to be able to play in that championship game, you know, is something that twenty thirty years from now I'll be able to look back and, and really you know be proud of to be able to tell. Uh, you know, my kids, my grandkids, that uh, that I was able to do that. Hopefully, I'll get to add a ring to, uh, to, to to that story at some point so that I could, you know, have, have that experience as well. But um, that was really neat. I mean, to be out there to, uh, to be, compete for, uh, for the Lombardi Trophy, I mean, that's that's what you strive to do. Um, each time you uh, you strap on those cleats and, you know, or go into the weight room and during the off season, whatever it is, I mean, that's, that's your goal. I mean, I say that's your goal. I mean, your goal isn't to get to that game. Your goal is to win that game. Um, but to have the experience to uh, to perform on that stage um, was was really neat, and special. Nice. Um, so, Josh, real quick, like if this is kind of switching subjects again here, and Chris and I do this a lot, but if if you were talking to like a 15 year old snapper right now, and um, obviously it's a little harder over the phone, but if, if you could just talk through it, uh, hand placement on on the football, you know, with both hands. And if they're right-handed, maybe like, what would you, what were two or three things you would say to the snapper that, that would help them with a better grip and, and would throw a tight spiral back? With your dominant hand, whichever hand you're going to, you know, throw it with, grab it like you're, you know, like your quarterback, right? Like you're getting ready to throw it. And then uh, your offhand, your guide hand, you know, throw your middle finger right down that, that seam on the bottom of the ball. And, uh, you know, spread your fingers out to However, wherever feels comfortable for you, you know, everybody is going to be different. You know, I, um, you know, not everybody is going to have the same things that, uh, that work for them. Right. I mean, it's some very similar to a golf swing. I don't know if you guys play a lot of golf. I'm sure you do a specialist. You, you have to, I think that's, that's, that's required. Um, you know, there are certain similarities, um, but there are also very big differences in, in golf swings and in snapping motions. So, just grip it whatever, however comfortable for you, but like you're going to throw it, middle finger down that back seam, and just be be cognizant to make sure you're not gripping it too tight, right? Not squeezing the death, you know, the life out of the ball, um, and not using a lot of your palm, you know, keeping that ball um, in, in your fingertips. You know, that's where you're going to generate, you know, some of your speed. That's where you're going to generate a better a better spiral, um, you know, and it's going to be you know, a little more dependable for you. You know, that's, that's just kind of how... How I've uh, how I've learned over the years. That's what gives me a more consistent ball, you know, an easier ball for the punter for the holder to catch. Um, you know, that's really what uh, what I would stress to those guys. Well, all right. So I got two questions, and these are a little bit more unique now for you. But uh, talk about 
how do you, how do you handle like the open field tackles? Looks like you're credited with four tackles in your career so far. I mean, is your job to get that tackle or to to four tackles? Come on, man, where are you getting those numbers from? Well, Wikipedia's just got updates. So I guess how many tackles oh, do you have? Wikipedia. Come Wikipedia. On, <laughs> so, well, I'm, I'm, well, I've had a lot more than, than four, but uh, but no, it's you know it's it's, it's it is tough. Um, you know it's. Uh, something that that we practice um you know during pre-practice um with the team you know i get in and do uh some drills with our linebackers and safeties you know some open field uh, tackling drills um whether it's you know kind of sprint come to balance you know and using leverage to uh to force returners either to the sideline or back to your help you know whatever the case may be but i'm taught um in our in our principles to uh, to go straight to the ball you know me uh me and the, the uh, pp Right after the punt, we're down there going straight to the ball, and uh, we're uh, you know just responsible for trying to either get him on the ground at all costs. It doesn't have to look pretty, you know. I, I you know of my tackles, I don't, I don't think any of them. There may be like one or two that are like, oh, that was pretty good looking. You know, most of them, as a wrestler, most of them look like a like a single leg takedown, you know, or like <laughs> a, an outside single. You know, it's nothing nothing crazy, um, but. You know, I, that's what I love about it. You know, I love being able to get down the field and mix it up and, uh, you know, get in on as many plays as I can. I mean, the more you can do, obviously, uh, the longer you're going to stick around. So um, I like to be able to show that I'm going to be be competitive and I'm going to get in there, I'm going to mix it up. And, uh, shoot, I want to lead the punt team in tackles. You know, that's that's one of my goals every year. So nice. it's, uh, you know, something that I take a lot of pride in. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, one of my, my last question is uh, – we typically kind of finish off our interviews with this question, but Chris may have one more. But um, obviously, you're, you're an NFL veteran snapper. You've been playing in the league since 2012. You've, you've played in probably almost every stadium, uh, you know, and you can talk about that too. But um, we, we assume that the Mercedes Dome is is probably your favorite place to play at. Uh, so, other than that, what are what are five stadiums that you know you really enjoyed playing at in your career? Yeah, I mean, you're right about Mercedes. It's uh, it's an incredible place. Uh, outside of that, I mean, do you, do you count the Georgia Dome then as well? I mean, are you throwing sure. those together? So do I need to do I need to separate oh. those two? I mean, what, I got, <laughs> whatever you'd like. Shoot, you can uh, talk about well, seven stadiums. Whatever you want. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, Let's get some college ones and then some pros. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Atlanta Stadium, uh, Mercedes is is. is Incredible. I mean, from top to bottom, is is just unmatched. But around the uh, around the NFL, uh, you know, Lambo comes to mind. Lambo, you know, one of the first times I played there, it was like negative twenty degrees with the wind chill. You know, it was exactly what I thought. Lambo, you know, playing the Packers, that's what it should be. And that's just a great atmosphere there. It's a, it's really cool. Um, let's see. You know, I'll throw Wembley Stadium in there. You know, getting to play, got to play over in London uh, a few years ago, and that uh, that may be a little different than some of the answers you've got. But um, I like watching soccer, and there's a lot of soccer history over there. And so to get to play a game in that stadium, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, let's see. Let's try to find some other ones. Um, you know what? I'll say it. I'll say it. I like playing in New Orleans. New Orleans is a great atmosphere. I mean, if you like football. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Uh, you know that that stadium down there. I mean, there's always a lot of energy, a lot of fun to get to play there. It's even better to win. So I'll throw that one in, and then we'll we'll switch over to uh, to some college. 
I like I like Alabama. Alabama's a great stadium. Again, I think it's more fun to win there than it is to lose, obviously. But um, great atmosphere, passionate fan base. I mean, gosh, you, you, you can't beat that. Um, let's see, probably LSU after that. LSU, I never got to play uh, Florida. Uh, the Swamp was the only SEC stadium I didn't get to play in, so I can't really speak to that one. But uh, LSU was uh, was pretty neat. We, I remember the first time we pulled in, uh, there was a little kid standing next to our parents, and I was like, oh, you know, little kid, they're enjoying the game, and she promptly uh, – Flip the uh, you know, flip the bird to the entire buses. I mean, she couldn't have been like four or five years old. And uh, you run out on the field, it smells like bourbon and corn dogs. I mean, great atmosphere for football. So, those are some of my favorites. Oh, that's awesome. Um, all right, my last question here being that you were a you know, you're a big guy and you played various positions, I'm kind of curious, did you did they ever put you on like scout team to do like D line stuff, or do they already have guys for that? I mean, did you ever? Did they ever put you in different roles in practice? Uh, in in the NFL? Yeah, in the NFL. Uh, yes and no. Um, I there there's been a few times where I've uh, been able to do some scout team defense stuff. Um, I usually do the uh, I usually play defense on the uh, scout team during our walkthrough every day. So it's not necessarily during practice, but um, there have been a few times where uh, where I get to do that, and then I'll help out and I'll run down on uh, on kickoff or if they need somebody. On kickoff return, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, I'm just there. And uh, when I get my when I get my uh, my work in, you know, when my work is done, whatever I can do to help, wherever I can help, you know, that's uh, that's kind of the way I look at it, and the way I want to be able to participate. And uh, and that's uh, hey, listen, if they want to throw me in, doesn't matter where, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll hop in there in a, in a heartbeat and uh, do whatever I can. Well, hey, Josh, you know, this has been an awesome uh, forty minute interview, man, and and. Uh, obviously, we we want to wish the wish you you know the best on getting the Super Bowl opportunity. But even the Falcons organization in general, you know, they're one of a handful, including Chris's Vikings, that have not won a Super Bowl yet. So, um, you know, for me being in Alabama, we don't have an NFL team. So I guess I just have to just deal with Alabama's loss uh, in college. But um, you know, I wish you the best. We wish you the best moving forward. Uh, you know, for the rest of your career, and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about um, the specialist life. Absolutely. Really appreciate you guys having me on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Uh, appreciate it. Right. We'll be cheering from afar here. All right. Sounds good, guys. All right. Later. See you. That was a great interview with Josh, man. Uh, awesome snappers and playing for a while. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. You know, uh, I think the coolest part. I mean, obviously, you know, the whole topics were great, but the fact that he just walked on and was given, he grinded hard, got it, and then got an opportunity to play for a big-time program and then essentially walked on into the NFL to a point as well. But uh, get, you know, just just that grind, that's a, it's a pretty cool story. 100% agree with you, Chris. I mean, that's the perfect testimony for, for any free agent, for any high school guy, college guys that, you know, he stuck with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, he gave it a chance in, in college, but then, uh, you know, once he got that phone call, he had to go to the intramural fields. And I know the intramural fields he's talking about this where Carol White used to hold her kicking camps back in the day, but, uh, just went out there for five hours and worked on it. And next thing you know, he's on the team plan and now he's in the league, you know? So, um, y'all make sure to follow Josh Harris on Instagram. Just type it in on, 
on the search button, you'll be able to find them with the blue check. And we'd love for you guys to follow us on social media, the fourth down experience with the number four. Uh, follow us and send us a DM. We've had actually a lot of responses and, and replies and messages to us about uh, the industry tips segments we've done and also a couple specialists that they've wanted us to inquire. So feel free to reach out to us and feel free to, to give us a five-star review. Uh, we're giving out free content with the most elite specialists and coaches in the world. And we want to keep on giving you guys this free content to, to keep learning. Yep. Thank you all for the continued support. we got two fantastic interviews coming up. Uh, upcoming Pro Bowl specialists and just an NFL legend. Those are kind of next on the docket, and we are excited to share those interviews with you. So Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast today. And just a reminder, if you need gear for kicking, punting, or long snapping, Wizard Sports Equipment has you covered. They offer quality products, quality service, and affordable prices. So if you want 5% off your next order, go to www.wizardsports.com. That's wizardsports.com and get 5% off your next order. And remember, enter discount code 4thdown, that's the number 4, T-H-D-O-W-N, to get your 5% off your next order. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.